Aloha, I'm Felicia Miller-Johnson, and I conduct work-life video interviews with career professionals that become an all-intuitive conversation. Aloha, I'm Felicia Miller-Johnson, and welcome to another episode of All Intuitive Conversation. I connect with my guests through Sakam Energy, all in the hopes to encourage everyone watching to live smart and ascend to new levels of success in your work and life. Today, I have the pleasure of connecting with Gramps Jeffrey. So let's add him to the screen. Aloha, Gramps Jeffrey. Aloha, Felicia. How are you today? I am rearing to go today. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm going to assume if you're going by Gramps Jeffrey, do you have grandchildren? I've got six grandkids. In fact, <laughs> uh, my book, which came out called this Don't Want to Turn Three, is about my six grandchildren. It's a, it's a true story. Mm. Uh, it's about how they work together to uh, learn how to turn three. So that's so it's a true story based on my grandkids. Okay, so how to turn three. So six of them, they didn't all turn three at the same time, did they? Or like... No, what's... but all but one of them has now turned three. <laughs> okay. okay. So, you know, uh, li living this past year because of the pandemic caused by uh, COVID-19, you mm -hmm. know, in isolation, except for being able to be with our family. You know, it gave me a special time to watch and interact with all these grandkids. And I got to tell you what a trip that was. You know, all six of these kids have completely different personalities. But the one thing that they do have in common is a sense of curiosity. You know, how excited they get when they do accomplish something, you know, something new. Watching them grow year to year and how they interact with each other really is the basis for, for my book. You know, what goes through a toddler's mind? The parents are so desperate to understand. When does this toddler really understand the difference between me and us? You know, this book explores how a family finds out together. You know, as a baby boomer myself, trying to understand how the world has evolved since uh, since I was three years old is also part of the story. You know, when I was growing up, my, my parents didn't have cell phones. Uh, they didn't have the internet. They didn't have cable TV. They didn't have remotes. I, I was my dad's road. He said, son, go change the channel. <laughs> that part. <laughs> yeah. you know, my parents' definition of uh, discipline is quite different than the parents of today. You know, has today's world made for a better place for children to grow up? You know, I'll let your uh, listeners kind of answer that question you know, as, as they weigh against how they were treated growing up versus how we're treating our kids today. Hmm. Okay. So that was um, a lot. And so I've already got like two cards, which is interesting that I have this gentleman on this boat juggling two things out in the sea. And so it really kind of reminds me of juggling life and how you deal with all these different things as probably as a three-year-old um, and as a parent, as a three-year-old. The next card that came out here was a gentleman that is, a youthful um, 
energy. And it says on here, logical, perceptive, insightful, blunt, and exciting intellectual change, brilliant insights, information that you need, but might be challenging to receive. So the question that's coming through, for a three-year-old, their vocabulary is not as uh, probably in-depth as an adult would be. So you being an adult today, what would you say to a three-year-old of how to enjoy life? Well, you know, uh, the real question is at what age do we all begin to take responsibility for our actions? Mm -hmm. you know, is it three years old? Is it 13 years old? Is it 23 years old? You know, again, I've got plenty of my contemporaries that are 63 years old that still don't take responsibility for their actions. Mm -hmm. So you know, that's really what you want to start to begin as these children turn from two to three to four is to teach them to start to take responsibilities for what they do. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and the three-year-old is probably about when it all begins. Okay. Mm -hmm. But as an adult, what is the lesson that you would explain to a three-year-old about life in a three-year-old's language? What would you say? I would say to a three-year-old that just enjoy life. Be honest. You know, what's interesting about two and three and four-year-old kids is they haven't really learned how to lie yet. So whatever comes out of their mouth is the truth. I mean, I, I, went, I went to my three-year-old granddaughter's birthday about three months ago. She was turning three. Yeah, and we're sitting there, we're talking, and she says, Grand, you have a big belly. Now, now who else is going to tell me that? Is my wife going to tell me that? Or my cousin's going to tell me that? No, it's a three-year-old that says, Gramps, you've got a big belly. Yeah, so... They are so honest. If we get them to keep that honesty when they turn six and 10 and 16 and 20, can you imagine how different this world would be? <laughs> yes, it's interesting that you just say that because the next card they came out talked about nourishment and it had the um, essential oil about great food. But listening to what your grandbaby just said to you, the bottom of the card says, cherish your body and the way it supports you. And so, yeah, you could be offended, you know, by that, but that was just another encouraging word to like, hey, cherish what your body is now and how it, you know, supports you um, today. So, yeah, so kids can definitely say the, the darndest things, but yet it is very um, truthful in that regard. So what is something that someone has said to you that encouraged you while you were writing your book? You know, what, what, what's interesting when, when I was writing my book, I had I kind of thought about why am I doing this? What is it? And I got to say that, you know, we are raising kids today between one and 10 year old are going to be the greatest generation this country has ever pulled together. And the reason being is that as soon as they come out of the womb, they're on the internet. You know, they got their iPhones, they got their internet. You know, I didn't get on the internet until I was 40 years old. These kids, are, you know, if I want to find something on my phone, I got to talk to one of my kids how to do it. So what, what happens is this is going to be the greatest generation ever. And they, because of the knowledge. Now we as 
adults and parents have got to be able to offset all this with real life experiences. So mm. go back to, you know, why did I write this book? What is it about this book? Well, you know, one of the greatest things that we as parents and grandparents is to get our kids into reading as early as possible. Get them into books as soon as we can. I mean, why should you do that? Well, you know, they're, they're, obviously I want everybody to read my book, but there's a hundred other great books out there too. You know, and, and, and these books, you know, Triple's books take 20 minutes to read. So it's not a, like a big endeavor, but think about what happens during that 20 minutes. You know, mm. like picturing two, three, four-year-olds, you know, the, the, the first thing that happens if you've got, and I, I just picture my three-year-old sitting on my lap as we're opening up a book, my book or another book, and we start to read. The first thing it does is it creates a bonding time. So yeah. you've got 20 minutes now with a little three-year-old sitting on your lap and it gives you a chance, a nice chance to spend some time together, quality time together. So teaching them how to read and listen to books creates bonding. Another thing it does, it supports listening skills. Now you and I both know that the most important skill that we have is listening. You for listening for your interviews, me for listening for sales. You know, we have to listen first before we can really learn and communicate. So having them sit on your lap for 20 minutes supports listening skills. It requires them to listen. Another reason why we need to have these kids learning how to read when they're two and three and four years old, it, it develops cognitive and language skills. Earlier you said, you know, how do you communicate to a kid? Well, there are plenty of words in these books that these kids just don't understand. It gives mm. you explain exactly what they are and what they mean. There's plenty of words in these books I don't understand. I gotta look up. But you know, <laughs> there, it gives you that chance to create the cognitive and language development that you were referring to a little bit earlier. You know, and another reason we should be doing it, it, it creates attention span. You know, when you're two, three, four, four years old, you're bouncing off the all wall all day long. You got them in your lap for 20 minutes. Concentration and self-discipline. So I encourage your listeners, if they have grandkids or children, make sure that every night you take the time to spend time reading a book with them. Because again, that's going to help them learn and offset all this great information that they're learning on their uh, internet and iPhones. Yes, I love that, Jeffrey. So um, the next one that came out had the concept of grace. And it says... What do they have that I don't? The um, true statement says we are all special. And so that was so relating to me in the fact of connecting with your grandchildren and having that special moment. And we're saying grandchildren, but the reality is this book can be for anyone. Um, if you have grandchildren or not, like you could be reading to your own kids. Um, it doesn't have to be a grandparent reading to their their grandchildren. Um, so definitely don't want to put any kind of limit in that that regard to that. So the next thing that's come to me is um, you have your book there and the number two is coming out. So would you just read to us or show us the picture that is on page two of your book? Page two, okay. Well, that's Jordan. He's the one that's turning three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he's two now. Uh-huh. Okay. Interestingly enough, the card you just pulled, you said grace. Yes. Well, my 
my three-year-old granddaughter, who has told me I had a big belly, is named Grace. Of course it is. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean that that works out that works out really really well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, um, I think what I'll do is let me read you a page from the book. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Because the, the theme of the book is that Jordan kind of takes all of his cousin's toy and hides them. Um, and uh, he's got a whole pile of them in his room. And they all come over for his birthday and they discover he's taken all their toys. So this happens to be a page with Olivia, who's the oldest. She was eight at the time. Yes. And she discovers his pile of toys. Mm. And all of a sudden, Olivia screams, what are my dancing shoes doing in Jordan's room? The entire family runs to my private bedroom and Jackson yells, my dinosaurs, and Levi shrieks, my sea creatures, and Baker Ball's truck, and Grace cries, my dolls. And Mommy looks at me like today will be my last day alive. <laughs> well, it's interesting because while you were reading that, the card that came out was a monkey. And it is the theme of integrity. And so that's very much in line with you're talking about, you know, taking someone's toys. Like, what is the integrity um, around that of, hey, is this something that we, we want to be doing? And so I am being led to read this to follow up as you just read. The situation calls for adaptability and innovation. No matter what's happening right now, you've got to be able to first adjust to the circumstances at hand, then generate creative solution or ideas and act on them. This situation will require you to get your hands on it, take a good look at it, use intelligence coupled with your gut sense to evaluate it, and then choose a course of action. Don't get rigid about your choice, however, as once you make your move, new factors will come into play and you have to adjust your course again, sometimes very rapidly count on it it's the kind of like swinging from the tree to tree you have to be very quick in anticipating what branch to grab hold of don't get discouraged if one direction doesn't pan out just be willing to shift and it will all work out from time to time which is interesting because that was what the first picture had was pictures of clocks juggling time Use that keen mind of yours to stop and assess what's happening. Then continue on, perhaps with a slight change in course based on new information. Once you stop and look back, you'll see that everyone moves timely and purposefully. You have an amazing ability to move through life in a fluid and poetic fashion, whether or not you're aware of it. It just doesn't get stuck in old habits and routines. Trust in that you are do no, you can do no wrong. And then additional means talks about dexterity, cleverness, inquisitiveness, and innovation so interestingly um enough is there something that you're balancing right now like, is there something that you're balancing struggling with right now interesting you say that uh, because my concern is that 30 percent of grandparents are classified as being remote in other words, they don't really care about being involved in the lives of their grandchildren. You know, mm -hmm. you know, that means one out of every three of us, and I'm talking about us baby boomers, you know, really don't want to get involved with their grandkids. They may see them on a birthday or maybe see them during the holidays, but that's about it. They don't want to get involved in their lives. You know? And so the question is, why is that? Why, why are there so many of us baby boomers that are just saying, hey, 
I raise my kids. Then mm-hmm. I raise couldn't let them worry about raising their kids. I got to go play pickleball. Yeah. So, so the, the question is, why are there so many of us not involved? I mean, a, a lot of it is that's caused by our kids. Okay. In other words, yeah. you know, we as grandparents may not have liked the spouse our kids married. So that causes a lot of tension and anxiety. You know, we may be giving our 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 kids unsolicited advice that they don't mm-hmm. really. Want. You know, we may show up at their house unannounced, which they don't really want. So <laughs> we are causing a lot of that. You know, we're undermining the parents' authority by challenging what our kids are teaching their kids. Because mm-hmm. that's who we are, you know. And so we, we, we tend to play maybe favorites and manipulate these little kids. Now, mm-hmm. all of us have favorites, but I will never tell anyone who my favorite is. <laughs> I won't even tell my wife. You know, because you have to treat them all the same. You know, mm. we try to buy our kids, our grandkids, through money and transactions, you know, vacations. Um, but one of the mm. things we have to look inside ourselves and as baby boomers is, you know, we may have an overall lack of empathy. You know, we've gotten older and we can't understand how to share our feelings and so forth with these grandkids. So going back to what I, my concern is that one out of three of baby boomers just don't want to get involved with the grandkids. And we have got to get involved for all the things we talked about earlier. You know, mm-hmm. they've got all this great information as they're growing up. We need to help offset that with teaching and learning and taking them out to play kickball and doing things outside of what they're learning on the internet. Uh, so you ask, do I have a concern? That's my concern. Mm, interesting. Because the car that came out here is a gentleman that's thinking and looking at like, okay, how do we solve this particular problem situation that we're going on and it's like focusing on the negative like what's hurting the situation the concern um with that but i want to tell you that the crystal that i was drawn to today um as i was thinking about connecting with you was dolomite excuse me not dolomite i'm thinking of the dog named dolomite but the dalmatian um and this is what this crystal represents helps you achieve goals brings awareness, alertness of danger, boosts playfulness, happiness, strengthens relationships, reflects negativity, calms animals, promotes self-love, self-realization, a stabilizing stone, which goes back to here. We're talking about being off balance. This gentleman here is sitting on a stone and we're talking about what do we think about negativity? And you were mentioning the word like play taking the time to like just even connect with the grandchildren the youth playing with them um kind of thing so you're definitely connecting with this this energy and hoping individuals will be encouraged to think about the playfulness that they had when they were kids and how they can bring that energy back um to the youth today so and like I said, I think it's also connected with the fact that, yeah, when we were growing up, it wasn't always about the electronics and what's online and all that. But it was really just going out in nature, swinging from the trees. We used to swing from the monkey bars like, you know, all the time and then having, you know, books read to us and all those kind of things. So I just even want to encourage someone who may not have had that experience, maybe themselves, but realizing that forgiving that energy, but then deciding I want to change that for maybe another child that didn't have um, that experience um, yet in their life. And so 
you're doing great things, great work. I appreciate you coming and sharing and connecting with me today. So where can individuals find your book and find you if they want to follow up? Well, let me follow up with, you know, all these things led me with three other baby boomers to create a site for baby boomers called babyboomer.org. And okay. the site is now live. And the reason we did this is, you know, our generation is as diverse as anyone before and after us, religiously. Yeah politically, so forth. But the one thing that baby boomers have in common is we have a shared experience. Because when we were growing up, there were three television stations. Everybody had a landline. So we all got the same information. So yeah. you know, we were there for the Kennedy assassinations and Martin Luther King. And we were there for landing on the moon and the birth control became widespread during our generation. We were there yeah. for the Vietnam, all the riots in the streets. You know, but what brings us all together is music. Elvis, the Beach Boys, Beatles, Three Dog Nights, the Supremes. You know, we got movies like uh, uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, all the Spielberg movies like Jaws, you know, Animal House, Star Wars, The Godfather, <laughs> all these common experiences. So we have built this site, babyboomer.org, geared towards baby boomers. So they can find everything they need on the site from, from health information to playing pickleball to travel to alzheimer's or to dementia to all kinds of things hmm. so and that was driven by us realizing that we got to get back involved these baby boomers we you know 70 million of us we yeah. have to give back now it's time for our generation to help give back to all of the newest and greatest kids coming up today and so that's what led me to build this site at babyboomer.org <laughs> well, thank you so much, Gramps Jeffrey, for dropping those wisdom and then resharing that with others via that website. It has been a pleasure connecting with you today. Thank you for those that have watched. I do hope that you were encouraged to live smart and send to new levels of success. And this has been another episode of All Intuitive Conversation. Mm -hmm.